Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit vip.dealersedge.com for more information. It's that time of year again when IRS Forms 1099 need to be prepared and delivered. No one likes IRS Forms 1099 except maybe the IRS. And the agency loves them because they allow for the easy computer matching of Form 1099 data against tax returns. Businesses may not like sending the forms out, but you should know that there are penalties for failing to issue them. Besides, who wants trouble from the IRS? So as all the forms descend this time of year, today we'll learn about what car dealers need to know about the various Forms 1099. Today, Rob and Nicole will review Form 1099 and give us an overview of Form W-9 and Form 1099 MISC. And it'll include a walkthrough of the form itself. We'll learn how to identify reportable payments and payees and know when a 1099 is required. We'll also learn more about the IRS's Taxpayer ID Number Matching Program, and we'll see how to avoid related penalties and problems with the IRS, when to furnish and file information, such as the de minimis error rule, and some common 1099 errors and how to avoid and correct them. We'll also see some best practice in the preparation for the Forms 1099, including working the process into your DMS. Rob and Nicole are with the accounting and consulting firm of Witham Smith & Brown, I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. We like to go back to the source. Mm -hmm. um, that's usually step one. Um, sometimes people will be reluctant to correct forms, which I've seen in the past. And then obviously we want to make sure that we're properly including it on the tax return the right way. So we'll make a determination at that level. But I would always recommend going back first to the source to resolve the issue. Okay. Um, Mike, uh, I know you're still around listening even through this. Um, before I flip over to talking about going into the DMS systems, I just wanted to check in to make sure there are no questions about the IRS stuff that Nicole's already gone over. Okay, well, actually, I have quite a few questions. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So you get uh, you get a, a W nine form. Is this? Do your employees also have to complete W nines? Or, or uh, just no, uh, you you would have a W two, a W seven, or W W four. W-4 for employees, okay. Yeah. On the W-9s, how long does the dealership need to keep those on file? We, were, I mean, I until they receive an updated one, I, I would keep them for as long as you're doing business with that person. Um, okay. And obviously, if you receive an updated form, you want to get rid of the old form, but your dealership would retain it for as long as they're continuing to do business with that person or that um, business. So let's say that business went out of business four years ago. It's probably not they probably shouldn't hold on to it now at this point okay how much how much time normally elapses or how long does it take for the IRS to catch up to incorrect information or incorrect forms or forms that haven't been filed at all um, the IRS I'm seeing they're typically two they could be up to two years behind um, okay. I see tax notices now for 2015 year yeah. return. So yeah. I would say a solid two years, which, you know, the statute of limitations is usually three, six, 
or none, depending on um, the type of error. But they're, they're a solid two years behind, I would say, at this point. Okay. Uh, how many types of 1099 forms are there? Uh, at least how many are there that dealers need to be concerned with? Miscellaneous. End the list for me. Go, go t fill them okay. in on the rest of them, Nicole. What a, the fish ones? No, <laughs> that's kind of it. I mean, what? Okay. I mean, with All right, so personally, I, I get one per personally for interest income. Yeah. Yeah, that's if you had interest uh, income. Uh, you have 109 consolidated, 109. Okay. There's 109 interest, 109 dividends, 109 okay. Bs for sales of proceeds. There's a whole right. bunch of them out there. Okay. Um, again, I think you've covered this already, but the, just to be clear. If somebody gives you an incorrect number, uh, you take it on good faith that that it was the right number because they've signed it. They've signed the form under penalty of perjury. Uh, the dealer is not required to go back out and verify the number. Uh, is that is that accurate? Uh, I mean, I would recommend still that the employer goes and you know matches up to the with the tin matching program because like that's going to be. Um, ultimately, ultimately what happens is when these forms get submitted, the easiest and the most quickest way is for IRS to verify the information. It's all electronic. So a lot of notices are um, automatically generated when there's a mismatch of information. So those notices aren't typically two years behind. But okay. um, my recommendation would just be to always, you know, confirm the information on the W-9 is actually what matches the IRS's records. So that's your due diligence right there. And Mike, I think there's a difference between a, a W-9 from Auto Vitel and one from Shady Sam's Body Shop. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So obviously there's some people that we are going to do a little more due diligence than the rest. Okay. Um, I, again, I know you, I, you went over this before, but could you again tell us what an informational return is and uh, how that applies to car dealers? So um, Form 8938 is an informational filing, and that's the statement of foreign specified financial assets, which um, the, the policies right. of reinsurance. So, you know, Mike, a, a number of dealerships have formed uh, reinsurance programs in the Cayman Islands or offshore, mm -hmm. and that money is sitting there, and it, it won't be taxed until they repatriate it into the U.S., but the IRS wants to know that that money exists. Mm -hmm. So they have to file an informational return saying, I have X amount of holdings in, you know, this reinsurance corporation uh, just so they know that that money is out there. Okay. And, uh, Nicole, you mentioned filing electronically versus uh, a paper filing. Uh, what types of companies are required to file electronically? We are skipping ahead of the subject here now. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll get to it. Okay, all right, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, I will tell you, uh, some of these I think we've covered, but I'm going to read them anyway. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you recommend getting W-9s for all vendors, including those we purchase merchandise from? Uh, I do. Okay. So I might need that information for something else, and it's nice to have it both ways. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example, Mike. Um, I, I also maybe need a resale certificate or something like that from them. And if I have a W-9, I at least have their tax ID number and all that kind of fun stuff. I just, I don't, I don't like issuing a check without a W-9. Okay, all right. Um, all right, we found we have an incorrect taxpayer ID number for a vendor. Uh, 
but the company has gone out of business and we're unable to get a correct and get the correct information. Uh, what should we do? Um, I mean, I would assume the IRS probably has it on their record what the correct tin or the, the correct EIN is. So that would be my next um, best course of action. Okay. And in some cases, Mike, uh, if not the IRS, like New Jersey, we have some various business portals where we can look up some business information mm -hmm. and usually employer identification number is one of them. Yeah. So we might be able to find it in there, but. Yeah, um, just because they went out of business doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, unregistered and got out of the state. So that is a very good viable option. Yeah. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, we pay real estate taxes on behalf of a related real estate LLC, as yeah. well as making mortgage payments. Do all of these payments get included on a 1099? No, I'm trying to think. This, this, I was going to say, oh, they have a triple net lease, but it sounds more like it's a quadruple net lease. They're paying the mortgage and the taxes. So, no, taxes are going to a municipality. 1098, if anything, but they're not the mortgage lender. They're not the mortgage lender. Good question. <laughs> e email Nicole for free tax advice. She'll get back to you. Yes, that's a good question. Okay. All right. Because I think that's one that comes up for a lot of dealerships, so uh, you'll have Nicole's email address and feel free to contact her. Uh, could you, again, review S Corporation, C Corporation, Partnerships, uh, as it relates to getting 1099s? Uh, well, I love the instructions for the 1099 miscellaneous because they're written in plain English, which is very far and few between for anything that relates to the IRS. Um, and it actually has a really good section on the requirements for um, S corporations, C corporations, partnerships, LLCs. There's a lot of exceptions to the rules. We went over the very general rules. Um, but generally, you don't issue 1099s to C corporations. Um, but again, there are exceptions to those rules. And the magic number is $600 for issuing 1099s. Um, again, the, I would direct you to the instructions for anything specific. But you know, generally, um, C corporations, you, you don't uh, report a 1099 miscellaneous. So it really kind of goes back to the heart of having the W-9 correctly filled out. I think where sometimes people get a little um, confused is when we get into multi-shareholder LLCs versus single entity or partnership LLCs mm -hmm. and some of those differences. My take on it, and Nicole can let me know whether this is just fiction, was those entities, those corporation entities, already have a certain level of tax scrutiny yeah. that we don't necessarily need. That threshold, yeah. yeah. so when we're talking about the 1099, they really wanted to get to all of these mom and pop businesses that may or may not feel the need to put on their books and records that uh, services were rendered and income was received. Yes, that is correct. Okay. All right, we received a notice from the manufacturer that the manufacturer will not be reporting uh, prizes or prize money paid to employees. It will be the employee's responsibility to report. Does the dealership have any obligation to report these prizes received by employees directly from a manufacturer? 
if it's in excess of $600, there's a requirement. I think it might also depend, Mike, on how it's paid out. I mean, some of these programs I know are paid to the dealership, and then the dealership pays the employee, and then other programs are paid directly to the employee. Okay. I think that would be a big distinction yeah. for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, the, the, the question here actually does make the distinction. The distinction. These are, these are prizes paid directly to the employee. Then I don't know how the dealership would even know they exist. Okay. Any idea when the IRS will allow fillable forms instead of us having to type out a form? Uh, getting harder and harder to find a typewriter. Um, that's a good question. Is I, I, I guess the 1099 is not fillable on no. their website. No, it's not. I wonder why that is. Machine red. I guess so. I we we agree. <laughs> I would love to have that. The only other thing I can think of, again, other than a typewriter, is if you can get the file electronically in your DMS and buy one of the third-party forty-dollar ten ninety-nine pro solutions. Okay. If we pay for services using a credit card, do we still need to issue a ten ninety-nine? Uh, I don't know how we would know what that is to trace back. I got into this as well a little bit. It goes through a bank. I was trying to think of this as well. So let's just say I have a housekeeper and I, whatever reason, pay her through a credit card. How would she have a merchant account? <laughs> I, I kept on trying to think, all right, well, let's say we pay our uh, – uh, architect that's going to do some remodeling for us through a credit card. How would I know that occurred? I mean, the only way you know, it depends on how you book it in your system. That's the only differential. Yeah, see, it's just going to probably show up as a payable to Amex. Yeah. I mean, they should, Mike, is the question is if, if that, if this, in that rare occasion, this applies. Um, I don't think it happens as often, at least in my experience, as we think it might do. But if it's, if it's just sitting as a payable on there, then it could be a problem. But to be honest with you, if this is the worst of what you do with your credit card, given the IRS is going to know and the state's going to want to know, did you pay sales tax on this? Did you do all that stuff? So if you're running a lot of stuff through credit cards and you don't have the backup receipts for everything, you have more problems than just 1099s. Okay. Um. And again, I, I know you answered this a few minutes ago, but do we do we have to give it? Do we give a 1099 to an LLC? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, uh, John. Any other questions in your area? No, I'm clear. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the questions, and therefore the end of today's workshop. Uh, I wanted to thank all of you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, I know, as we always say, it's not easy to take an hour or an hour and a half out of your dealership day, and we certainly appreciate your spending it with us. I'd like to give special thanks to Rob Campbell and Nicole DeRosa from Witham, Smith & Brown uh, for taking the time to share their expertise and experience with us today and for putting today's workshop together. Thank you, folks. Our pleasure, and, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And with that, uh, we'll be saying goodbye for now. Uh, we'll be coming back. Uh, we're taking some time off. We'll be back after the new year. I uh, hope you can come back and join us again. Thank you very much. See you then. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, happy holidays.
Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit vip.dealersedge.com for more information.